Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I have a second podcast about questions from the Strong Warfare Prayer, which you can find in the Good Spiritual Hygiene book. And there are certain phrases that are not well understood. So I'm offering my best explanation (laughs) for these, but uh, in the end, this was a prayer that I received. And so I actually usually just pray it because I feel like somebody else did the did the work of figuring this all out. And the specific story around the Strong Warfare Prayer was that a man in California had a strong deliverance ministry and witches kept getting saved and they would come to him and say, let us teach you about how to fight against the things that we used to send against you. And so in one of the cases, it says, pray this paragraph, but then it says, pray it three times if you think you may have been cursed. And so I will say for Bob and myself, we pray that all three times, probably more than 99% of the time. I would say every once in a while, if one or the other of us is about to catch a plane or something, and we really, really have a shortened prayer time, maybe it's a Sunday and every once in a while, we'll just pray at one time. Or if we just recognize that there is a weight somewhere else that we need to pray into, But almost always we pray it all three times because we think we don't know what's coming against us and we don't know what's coming against our people. And so it just, I would say I have tried at different times to stop praying it three times because it is, it's repetitive, obviously. (laughs) And after about three days, I feel like, Ooh, wow. Nope. There has been a buildup here that I am not comfortable with. And so I just, I'm usually okay with skipping a day, but I try not to skip, meaning only praying it through once. I usually try not to do it more than that. So uh, to me, I just pray it through three times because that was what the the people who are now on our team who used to be on the other team, what they would recommend. So I would assume that there's something very dark that happens. And, and yet I also think there's, uh, in my own prayer life, If I get a sudden onset headache, I say, the Lord rebuke you. And I usually say it three times. I don't always, but usually that's just what naturally feels good to me. So that might just be in this season, but uh, repetition. uh, I don't think it's ever mindless repetition. (laughs) For me, it's usually like, no, I really do need this headache to go. No, for real. Yes, for real. Let's make it go. Uh, But that is the best I can do around why why I pray it three times, just based on received wisdom or understanding. So the other question was about the phrase um, where it's saying to the the works of the enemy, um, to the, the evil spirits and such, do not communicate with me except as I permit. And so the question was, well, why would you permit them to communicate with you? <laughs> I love this question. So I would say, I don't know if I've ever exercised that particular aspect, but we can recognize in the scriptures, at one point, Jesus went to do deliverance for uh, the man who was in the tombs, and he asked the man, what is your name? And that man was probably the most thoroughly demon-possessed of any person in the Bible. Most people are just demonized. You know, they might even be in the synagogue, and then the unclean spirit manifests when Jesus comes in. 
those people aren't necessarily possessed. They're just demonized. Whereas for the man among the tombs, he was no longer in his right mind. He was not even able to speak with his own voice. And so in that case, Jesus was asking a question. And the fact that it was the demons that answered, my name is Legion, for we are many, uh, that would be an example of (laughs) asking the demon a question and then getting that answer. So I also, though, I would say, (laughs) I think Francis McNutt on occasion would ask the demons what their names were. I generally don't, if I'm going to be doing a deliverance. Mostly, I'm not convinced that they're going to tell me the truth. And I also just particularly don't want to talk to them. (laughs) I'm like, please, Holy Spirit, if I need to know, can you please just tell me? And yet, I appreciate that there is the possibility that if at some point I felt the need to ask them a question, that I would, I, I have the option to do that. So, um, I, it's also very interesting, and this is just kind of off the top of my head thinking this through, the, um, the gift that the Lord offers is that it's for freedom that Christ came to set us free. And so when you look throughout what Jesus does is that it's always about calling us to our, the most full expression of who he's made us to be. And so there's almost like a, a flowering or opening up a flourishing that he offers to us. And so the free will is really a big deal for the Lord. <laughs> and, and then when I look at the, the works of the enemy, so much of it is about trapping or en- enslaving, caging, shutting down. Uh, Rabbi Lapin talks about how at different times in the scripture, it talks about people making bricks. This is both during the Tower of Babel and the time in Egypt, that they're making bricks and that bricks are uniform. They're interchangeable. They're fungible. They're not unique. And how that was not ever supposed to be what the the temple was made out of. It, the temple is made of stones and even the living stones in the New Testament that we are making up the temple of God. That We're not interchangeable. Every stone is different. And so the idea of saying Satan is after uniformity. He's after an erasure of our personhood and our humanity. And so uh, the the gift that we have is that we are given freedom. So there is something really powerful in a way to say you are not allowed to speak unless I unless I permit it. That there's both a way of saying I actually have choice in this matter. I have freedom. I have the freedom to not have you speak or I have the freedom to invite you to speak. But in either way, I actually am carrying the freedom that Christ gives. So that is maybe a little bit too uh, philosophical, but it did come to mind. And I'm, I just love the fact that the Lord offers us such a tremendous degree of freedom. So Lord, yeah, I just thank you for the ways that you you teach us to pray. That you, uh, it says in your word that you go before us and that you go behind us. That you are this protected space, Lord, that you're the strong tower that the righteous get to run to and are safe. Thank you. So, Lord, I'm asking that we would 
enter into that reality in its full measure. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Amen.